Elegant Weapon is brought to you by Nemesis Studios. An elegant weapon for the more civilized age. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to An Elegant Weapon, episode 285. My name is Jay, J.M. Clark, Jay the Jedi Ross, or Ross Jedi Jay, and of course it's always so wonderful to have all you kids back here with me in the L5J studios. Here we go, session 24 of 30 podcasts in 30 days, national podcast post-month. We are almost there, kids. Uh, sorry about last episode, I had nothing. Some people enjoyed my nothing. I hope you enjoyed my nothing. Came at you with about 10 minutes of nothing. And to make up for that nothing that I had, now I got something. I got something good. Several months ago, uh, I had some friends over to the L5J Studios here. Our good friends, creators Sam Noir and Marvin Law. And the latest edition of Zip Kramer has been given unto the world. It hadn't yet at the time of the conversation, so Sam asked me to hold off a bit. And then a few things kept popping up, like New York City Comic Con and such. So it, uh, it got put a little bit on a back burner. But here you go. Perfect opportunity uh, to enjoy a good conversation. So uh, it was. Uh, I've split this up. I've split this up into three uh, parts. Uh, sessions 24, 25, and 26 of 30 and 30. Uh, you know, to bring it through the home stretch pretty good. So what we talk about, we talk about Zip Kramer, of course. We talk about uh, both their histories coming up into comics. We talk about the history of Toronto comics, a lot of the organizations uh, involved in the community throughout the years. We also talk a lot about Kung Fu and Bruce Lee and uh, Marvin's father who trained with Bruce and Ip Man. And yeah, believe it or not, it's true. And you're going to hear all about it over three installments of my conversation with Sam Noir and Marvin Law. So here's number one, session 24, 30 and 30. Please enjoy. We're recording a podcast. There we are. And it's hot. We're all just keep wiping sweat yeah. from ourselves here. There is nothing that makes me happier than the wood paneling. Do you like the wood paneling? It just feels it's classic. Like childhood, you know what I mean? Like absolutely. I was. I had I this am super jelly of of uh, the setup down here. I was really lucky that in my old house as well, we had this in the basement. Oh really? Yeah. And. Oh, uh, yeah, so I grew up as a teenager with a wood panel basement. <laughs> so like you imagine like the poster fun that went on. Oh right? yeah. Because of just like, you know You can yeah, what, uh, what you can just tack stuff anywhere. Wait, you had Heather Locklear and Suzanne Summers on the wall? I did. That's insane. You didn't have the fair faucet though. No, no, I was always team uh uh what was what was the sister's name? I I was a little too young for that Fair Fawcett season. It was uh, Chris, uh, not Lindsay Wagner, who played uh, the replacement Fair Fawcett. I don't know. I don't know why oh, I'm blanking. I don't know. Susan St. James. One, one of them. <laughs> one of them broads. Uh, here we are. We're hanging out in my wood paneled basement. 
Uh, Sam Noir and Marvin Law are here, and we're hanging out. We're chilling. It's yes. fun times. Welcome to the L5J Studios. Oh, I'm glad to be here. Well, I appreciate you guys coming out because it's not often that we actually get to record here, right? <laughs> because I'm in Mississauga, and everyone we know is out in Toronto or wherever. So to get actually people in the studio is a lot of fun. Then because it's always Skype, right? Which you don't mind, and Skype That's is cool, true. but it's always nice when we. Worth it for this this lightsaber collection. Say again. Worth it just for the lightsaber. Is it worth it? It's, it is. It's maybe it's been a working pro. This is. I've been working on this for fifteen the years. Ra- the rarities as well. Like I, I, as soon as you showed me your your droids, right? Packaged lightsaber. Yeah, my yeah. eyes just sort of. <laughs> and then and then they bulged out again when I saw the uh, the original inflatable lightsaber in the cabinet over there. Yeah, I gotta find the other part though. I've got to. Oh, find the balloon the part. Well, Bounty Hunter had it once. Oh. Bounty Hunter toys had it once up there, and huh. uh, I always I hadn't. Switch to just lightsabers yet at the mm. time, so I kind of let it go, and I'm always gonna regret that. Always gonna totally regret that. Well, that little sweet spot for buying uh, Star Wars stuff was uh, probably a year or two before uh, uh, Force Awakens. Oh yeah, Force true. Awakens. There was a real lull where the price had just dropped on a lot of stuff. And Did it? Could, I didn't even. You could be picking that. up. Uh, yeah, because the, the, I think the prequels pretty, ruined it for a lot. Yeah, of people. it was that after prequel kind of thing, and then uh, I knew jokes. that the. Uh, new movies were coming out, so I did end up uh, uh, going out and and picking up a few, you know, vehicles and things like that that I didn't have. Do you like think boxed that... vehicles? Because it's weird now. I mean, uh, Sam, you were on it a couple episodes ago. We discussed your trip to Celebration. Yes. And we talked about how the sense of Star Wars nostalgia, like prequel nostalgia is really starting to come around now. It is. All, all the kids that... That's all it is. They're, is the they're, now 30, up, right? they're now 30 years old, right? So. Oh, thanks. I feel, I feel old. You know, Isn't that old. crazy? Like, it seems so oh. fresh, but really... And I remember when in 99, years. when it's Phantom been Menace years. comes out, yeah, it had only been 20 years since the first ones then. Yeah, but it true. felt like so long. People were like, oh, we've waited 20 years for but now this. The, now this year's celebration was 40th anniversary, so we're like, dang. Yeah, but there was a real drought though. Like between '84, we were talking about this as well. Between '84 and uh, when was the Zahn novel released? Like '93, '94. Yeah, Air and the, the Dark Horse comics as yeah. well. Air like, Dark Empire. Yeah, yeah, it was like around. I don't know what it was. Like '92, '93, '94. Well, it got niche because like Star Wars fans who follow the expanded universe were the ones who were hardcore, and because like everybody was kind of a Star Wars fan, but it's they true. didn't know half of this stuff existed. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, for me, it was the Zahn novels. We talked about this yeah. and the. Uh, 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 what was the co- the original comics series by Cam Kennedy and oh, Dark uh, Empire, Dark Empire yeah, with yeah, the yeah, yeah. with the Emperor's clone, yeah. and before that, the only guys you could talk to about Star Wars stuff was the RPG guys, pretty much because that right? was the only yeah. product, and those were the only hey, people. Hey, hey, don't forget still... for the Ewoks cartoon, the droids cartoon. That's it's, true. So here's a weird, what year was the 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 droids cartoon then 87 no see no lightsaber that lightsaber up there is 81 oh wow oh is it and i'm pretty sure that's from the cartoon droids right yeah so i think it was a lot i think how i didn't realize droids would have been pre-jedi did it come out at the same time as jedi on the box it says 81 okay so a year oh that's that's right no no that's two years before jedi actually the very first nelvana animated thing was the star wars christmas special which preceded the cartoon um, yeah the cartoon right. which preceded empire strikes back right? and that was where they first got the ball rolling for that so you're you're absolutely right probably what happened was uh and he walks is after return 
You watch that's cartoon. Right. You watch that's the movie right. after. So yeah, they, they package them both back to back to make it cult. They probably got the ball rolling with Nelvana with yeah. that it Boba Fett animated the droids, thing. Uh, the Ewok droids like adventure. Yeah, or yeah, they repackaged repackage the droid show after. And that. there was also the, the two Ewoks. Um, the two Ewoks movies, Caravan right? The of TV, Courage? The, the TV movies, right? There was the Ewok Adventure and Caravan of Courage. That's right. And those were the two different movies. And it had little, uh, was it uh, Cecil? No, Cecil? Cecil? Sindel. Sindel. Remember it was the little girl with the blonde curly hair? Mm. And Wicket was the only real connection. I think I remember the, the storybooks more Sindel. than I actually remember the... I, I probably only saw them when they came out. And right. then I haven't seen them since. Our good friend uh, Dave Bishop. Oh yeah, uh, the Reener yeah, yeah, of yeah. Stranger of Stone, uh, the upcoming Morte. Uh, he's selling a bunch of his Star Wars stuff off. Oh, is he? Oh. I saw well, uh, just a few pieces of his collection. He's selling off, and uh, I saw the picture, and he put up a picture of the three record books, oh. the old golden read-along wow. books. I, right. I just dug mine out. Of my mom's basement, I have. Um, uh, there's there's more than just the Star Wars: Empire Strikes Back and uh, uh, Return of the Jedi as well. In in that pile, I had forgotten. There's like yeah. the Battle of Endor and mm-hmm. then a few others. All. Well, he had them there, but the one I remember having was the Jedi one with okay. Vader right on the cover. Oh yeah, yeah. It was a photo too, unlike yes, the yes. the first one, which was yeah. painted so art. So I scored of... those. I was like, dude, you hold on to those for me. I just want my kid to hear them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you have a Do you have a record player? Oh, I'm gonna get one just because of that. Which so I guarantee it. But you can get like those little mm-hmm. fun. Can't you get like? Do you have fun the Star? Yeah. Do you have the Star Wars one? I'm gonna get it from Bishop. Oh, okay. But yeah. Uh, uh, do you have? I have some spare. You know what? I'll see what I have spares of, and I'll I'll bring. I'll bring you remember over. the little record players? The one I used to use for that. The plastic the little ones. plastic one. You know, yeah, like yeah. Play School or Fisher Price. Well, you, ha- you had to you had to yeah, turn yeah. you turn the page when R two D two beeped. Yes, that yes, was just yeah, like the yeah. the Walt Disney ones. Tinkerbell. There was also would... one called Planet of the Hoojibs. Do you remember this? No. Oh. There was one. That a was record? A whole book. Yeah. Oh, I might have that book. too. It was called Planet of the Hoojibs. Wow. And it's a whole story completely outside the saga. It was like may have been the first kind of expanded, expanded universe story oh, wow. ever from Star Wars. Well, other than splint, splinters, splinters of the mind's, of the mind's eye. eye. This I don't know. This might no no be. splinters of the mind's eye was, was before the first Empire. It was if uh, Star Wars bombed, Lucas was gonna trim down the budget, and he had a had a novel commissioned called Splinters of the Mind's right. Eye. Okay. Which was which preceded Empire Strikes Back. It it was. I remember uh, that one. It has a crystal. It involves a crystal. Yes, yes. It involves a crystal. It's got that one setting, and it's Darth Vader chasing Princess Leia oh, yeah. and Luke around. Uh, it's a sort of force yeah, crystal that, that, that didn't gives that powers. turn into a game or an RPG? Or no, a it's book? a novel. The comic I'm book. There's a comic I'm sure book. they would have had an adaption. There's a comic book. That's right. Dark Horse adapted later on in the '90s. Dark Horse adapted everything. Yeah, that's true. They pretty much took everything. There's so much in there. I get confused sometimes because there's. Knights of the Old Republic, mm-hmm. and then there's another Knights of the Old Republic that's yeah. more based on the actual video game, mm-hmm. and then there's uh, Blood Wars, and uh, Shadow of the Sun, Empire of the Sun. Of the yeah, Empire there's so much, and it was so beautiful, and I'm just happy that we were talking about this before too. That I I always thought that when they talked about the expanded universe and that they were still going to cherry pick fr- mm-hmm. from it, mm-hmm. that they were just saying that to placate us. 
And maybe we'll get a little thing here and there, but no, they've gone hardcore. Yeah. They brought back Thrawn. They're going to mm-hmm. do crazy stuff. Because we had a big talk about, would it be possible to bring Mara Jade back? Right? And I think they could, just like Thrawn. But they I can go prequel. About that even more. He could have had a wife in this time. Yeah, maybe died or lost or just yeah. separated. Who or something. knows, right? Yeah. But but even if not, uh, all to me, all the stuff, uh, you know, that they planted about her in and around the Star Wars movies as the Emperor's hand. To right. me, that still all can exist. Absolutely. That can all still exist. Absolutely. It'd be great to bring that character. That's, a, it that's would. A, one of the most beloved characters of the EU, you know? But, because not just because Luke had a wife, but she's a well rounded character. character. But what about Tags and Bink? <laughs> Do you know who Tags and Bink, Tags are? Bink are? They're the Rosencrantz and Gildenstern right. of the Star Wars universe. Star, they were, they were, it's, it's, Star Wars it's, Tales. Yeah, no, it was this miniseries, Tags and Bink are dead. But uh, they, they first appeared as a as a one-off yeah. short story in, in Tales. Star Wars uh, Tales. Yeah. Yeah. They were, they were written, by Mark, written by Mark Rubio, who did Troopers. That's amazing. I think so, I have that. The stormtrooper with the Fargo accent. Yeah, yeah. so troopers end up being then they hire then they Do hire Mark Rubio in the LucasArts. Cool? I think I have it though. We 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 should look this up it's online. A it's, it's a cops. It's a cops, cops parody. Cops with the stormtroopers. And you show it shows that what happens to Aunt Baru and Uncle Owen. It's it's, it's like yo, you've been, really been drinking. Have you been drinking, Mara? You've been drinking again. It's like going no. We've <laughs> been up here several times. Let's let's hold this moisture farm again. And I think it's the voice of uh, actually the real guy, the real actor. No, no, the, the guy who did the Stormtrooper voice, the Fargo oh, yeah, yeah. Stormtrooper voice, if I'm remembering correctly, he was Die Fleetermouse from The Tick. Oh, wow. Yeah, oh, really? Yeah, if I'm remembering correctly. Okay. I'm it, sure someone Because it led will... to a lot of good things. The guy who made Troopers ended up being hired by LucasArts, and he brought up in-house to write it for them as well. Did and he write he... for Clone Wars, or did he write for that, that series that Kevin Smith said, the live-action series that never oh, got made? Oh, yeah, those not double Oh, I the hope live they action. make that. No, 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 it's the dead. The script it's, it's dead. Is it? It's I dead. There, there was a, apparently there was an incident in the writing room where I, I heard the rumor the story was... It might, it's, well, this, is, this is told second or third hand where the story was like, the story said Jedi Academy. is a tween show. Right. Oh, so really? It's a, it's a set the dream period after Return of the Jedi where Luke's reestablishing the Jedi Academy and then the Jedi Academy, they have all these kids there training and these teenagers and this, the story was set around following those kids. The new Jedi Order. Yeah, the yeah. Jedi, Jedi Academy and they had they were doing a scene like the first is what ended with the kids going to the dark, a bunch of the kids going to the dark side and one of the stories where evolved, I think one of the female Jedi is using her the Jedi mind trick to seduce somebody and theoretically rape them. Good lord! And, and Luke, and Lucas is like, no, yeah, this is not happening. No, and so the writers are like, let's, let's let's cover some serious issues here, and they're like, Lucas is like, no, we, so that's a lot we can't. It was cross. a very special episode. Oh, well, this they were doing some crazy things. I remember seeing some. Des- I'm not sure if I can mention that my non disclosure review, but I saw some weird ass designs that were going through with through the uh, some of the art designers, and they had claw lightsabers and things like that. It's like there's like. How much more stuff can we try to make different here? So they're trying to, they're thinking about things like Wolverine claw lightsaber things. See, I that. hate making things different for the sake I know. of making them. Different. But there's this toy. They want to make more toys, that, right? Yeah, well, they want look. The, the, well, it's Hasbro want to make toys, right? Let's so. also back up and explain, Marvin. Well, I I didn't like I worked at a worked? studio work that worked with Hasbro, and then they, we, All right, we well, saw some stuff. This is inside. Let's, in. let's get focused on the Marvin here for a bit, yeah, because yeah. we've got a lot to focus on. I'm going to take a sip of my strawberry banana cocktail drinking box. <laughs> How's your iced tea drinking box? Good. Excellent. 
Nothing like drinking out no of a box no, or a little R2 stool. For me, the well, best drinks so little, little, little. in a box or in one of those little foil packages. You know, the Kool-Aid? Capri, remember? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the yeah. Capri Suns. That's right. The, the, silver, the silver bags? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The pain in the ass thing's a store. Like, this thing keeps falling down. What the hell? So basically, um, we'll take a little page out of our good friend Aaron Broverman's book, and uh, we'll speech bubble your ass on this one. I don't usually <laughs> do this. Kids, what you've just heard for the past 12 minutes and 51 seconds is how this podcast usually goes. But we're going to get a little bit more focused on Mr. Marvin Long. So, born where, Marvin? Uh, Toronto. I was born and raised in Toronto in the Bathurst-St. Clair area, Toronto Western Gen- Western Hospital. Bathurst-St. Clair. Yeah. So, have you always lived straight up downtown? Uh, no, we actually lived there for the first two years. Then we moved out east to the East York side of Toronto. So okay. pretty much, I've, been, I've pretty much been there where I live now for 35 years. Right on. Right yeah. on. Now, you're a first generation. Yeah. Uh, we'll get this right out of the way, because it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Your dad, from China. Uh, from Hong Kong, yes. Sorry, from Hong Kong. Yeah. Uh, Kung Fu practitioner slash yeah. uh, florist. Yeah, slash so flo- retiree now. But restaurant owner, florist. Uh, I think martial art-wise, he's, uh, last time I checked the wall, his... He has a diploma from the, the Canadian Martial Arts Society, which is a... He has the title of 8th Dan. Okay, so give me a bit of history of your family then. Like, uh, where your parents come from, what parents, was their background, how did he get into Kung Fu, what's oh, the deal? Parents, well, both my parents are from Hong Kong. They As my parents, we always jokingly say, they moved from one colony to another colony. <laughs> so they moved from one British colony, so like, they moved from Hong Kong to Toronto, and then... Uh, my dad got into martial arts when he was younger, and just, uh, is a... Just sort of like a, a survival tactic in Hong Kong because martial arts is a way to protect yourself from people who were probably going to bully you or the, the trailer. Sure. And so, yeah, my dad was training in Hong Kong under Master Yip Man with the same time Bruce Lee was there. And It's insane. You know yeah. how crazy it is oh, yeah. to just Trust hear me. that. You must hear it all the time, obviously. Yeah. But that's pretty nuts. And yeah. Most people hear the Bruce Lee thing and they're mm-hmm. like, okay, that's pretty cool. But... It's not like he went to Bruce Lee's school or even yeah. learned from Bruce Lee's friend or one of his students. Mm-hmm. Your dad learned directly from Ip Man. Yeah. Now, was that... How did he get in... Like, I can't imagine it would have been easy for him to just be like, hey, teach me, dude. Like, well, like is there a story behind... Uh, no, like, how old was he when he started learning Kung Fu? I'm, uh, I think the story really starts about him being about... Let's see, my dad is born in 1953, so I'm thinking he's probably... Six, uh, sorry, 17, 16, 17 years old at that point. Okay. Yeah, so that, at the same time, Bruce was there, and Bruce was considered the star of the show. Like, he was the, he was those guys you look at, there's like, he was, there are people who are good, and then there's guys who are just naturally just like, oh my god, you're built for this. You're, you're born right. to do this thing. Right, right. He's like and the those, Michael Jordan of yeah. his class. And yeah. Yip Mun is just one of those guys who's just, he, from all the accounts of seeing my dad's telling stories, he was equally as terrified, if not more scary. Uh, by his attitude or, or just, just, his or ability, just his skills just his ability because his just his skills yeah. if you look at if you see how skinny Bruce is Yip Man is actually shorter and smaller than Bruce he's is he's a tiny guy he's right? a small tiny man right and so like we always, my dad always complains about the, how big uh, Donnie Yen is to play Yip Man I'm like mm. well like, Donnie Yen's not even that big I'm like well but then, then you have to look at pictures of Master Yip Man he was a he's a man that all he was because he started his life as a rich guy and all he did was smoke and just do martial arts like this right. man was really well off he's like I don't have to work to make a living. I just smoke my, roll his own cigarettes, smoke them, and then when he felt like it, he'd just go practice, spend all day practicing martial arts. Where did he learn Wing Chun? He learned in uh, Foshan. Foshan under a, a master, um, I can't remember, was it Lim? 
no, I'm picking the wrong job. The master Lem. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, and then he, there's actually a funny story where he goes, when Leap Mountain gets to a certain point in his life, he goes to university in Hong Kong, and he runs into his teacher's son, who's considered a heretic, because his son started adding, and there's a, there are two schools of Wing Chun. Wing Chun is, the, the traditional school is considered 70% fist, 30% kicks. But the other school that the, 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 his master's son started promoting, he started adding more kick, higher kicks and things like that, and more, more grappling techniques. And they actually kicked him out. He has considered outcast. He moved to Hong Kong, old man. And he actually encounters Yip Mun as a young man and whoops him. Like, he, he kicks Yip Mun's butt. That's in one of the movies. That's in the, yeah, they said, yeah. they said, the legend is born, the legend is born. Yeah. They actually, like, actually, that person playing his son is actually Yip Mun's actual real son playing. Oh, really? To okay. carry that story off, sorry. And then that's where Yip Mun learns the, that heretic, that, the heretic style and becomes, it brings it back to his te- to the teacher's school where they're like, oh, this isn't, this isn't traditional, this is what we do. And then, Eventually, that he wins them over slowly, but surely he wins them over the kids. Like, we have to evolve and change, because the people are real. Like some things are like there's every martial art needs to at least have some sort of innovation. Things are weaknesses in the martial art. Like if you find a way to plug the hole, that means you're dealing, the weakness is no longer a weakness; it's now strength. Right, right. So and Bruce had the same attitude Bruce, as well. Bruce is one of those. Like I said, we always we always talk, really talk about the Bruce. He's the grandfather of MMA because he's like he just goes. Based on your physical, thing, not, not every physical type of martial art is good for everybody. Type, like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, long legs. Are you Wing Chun is very not kick heavy, but do you you got to take advantage of the fact that he, you have such long legs? Why not add, take some things from other schools right, that right. match with your skill technique, and then add it incorporate it into your style? So that's what he was really doing with Jeet Kune Do. Jeet Kune Do is like full like water, throw like, everything out. Yeah, take what you want. Like, yeah, yeah. like when I was younger, I. I my base like it's like much like like a lot of people are, like Wing Chun is Wing Chun. So Bruce's style, base is foundation of his style is Wing Chun, and then as you get older, you start thinking like, oh, what do I prefer more? Like I lo- I found out I liked grappling. I like I like amateur wrestling. I like jujitsu and things like that. And then uh, and so like I like submission wrestling. I like getting close. It's like I was a bigger guy. I could actually use my size and weight and then right. use the Wing Chun to get in. Like. Use the Wing Chun slide step the move, get in, and then block punches coming in, and then getting close, and then you just start grappling, bring them down, and then right. And okay, that's, so that's so. I'm gonna sorry. I'm gonna just try yeah. to stay a little on yeah, course here because I'm tr- I'm gonna try to end up at a certain spot. Yeah. So, your father, he's learning this. Is it something that he takes as serious oh. as like? Uh, well, no, obviously he takes it serious mm-hmm. to learn it. But is does he start competing like tournaments? No, like, no, he doesn't really. He doesn't just for himself, he takes it serious. He though, takes it very so, seriously. Okay. He's very he's very driven by the fact that he wants to perfect his style, his technique, and then learn as much as he can. He gets very in depth. He actually. He learns like the thing, other things that he incorporates too. Like he learns like bone setting, which is part of the no, not really part of the martial arts, but sort of like an aspect. Like if you cause injuries, sure. how, to how do you fix the, how to fix the problems? Like that's cool. And controlling the chi, the flow of the air, of the inner air, right. chi things like chi practice and things like that. So he's Buddhist or oh, I think about that's a Taoist. Oh from, really? From, 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 I know he learns a lot. He learns a lot of Taoism stuff too. Yeah, he is a bunch of the Taoist. So he's a very spiritual person, very into those other like the sort of like. 
physical, then the spiritual stuff, and then the stuff like the internal energies and controlling sure. that stuff. Yeah. All right. So my my dad too. My dad actually has his Chinese herbal medicine doctor license too. Nice. So he has all those things. So he's studying. He's very much into learning new things and adding more things. To Yet he form. seems to sound traditional at the he's same very, time. He, yeah, it's very traditional. Yeah. Very. So what brings him to Canada? He just. I think he wanted a, new, a different life. He moved. He emigrated here in seventy six. Went to George Brown, learned English, went to study English there, and then... Did he know any when he came over? He knew a little bit, I think, but he he just came here to, to, to focus more on that, and it started, probably started the whole life here in Canada. Like, and then, yeah, eventually he heard of the burgeoning age, the sort of Chinatown here, and then the, mm. there's a growing growing community and want to get stronger, and then... Is it known in China? Toronto, Toronto's Chinatown? Oh, it was, it was known to a certain extent, because Toronto was one of those... Toronto, Montreal, Toronto, Montreal, San Francisco. Right, right. Other, New like, York, maybe. Yeah, right. yeah, New York has a very big Chinatown, very old Chinatown. But we've got, like, two. Well, we've well, got, got five. Five? Five. Mississauga has one. Mississauga's got a small one. Scarborough. Okay, Robert, Robert, where Robert. would you consider Mississauga's Chinatown? Uh, where's uh, the, uh, the gate? Dundas. Uh, Dundas, yeah, where the gate, you see the Chinese gate. Oh, you mean that. that. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's the Buddhist-like yeah. store there. I bought, and, like, and there's, coins out of there. Yeah, and there's also yeah, a yeah. lot of uh, Asian stores. It was larger... Uh, a few years ago, yeah, before strange, everyone yeah. moved to right. Markham, there's a gorgeous. You guys probably know it uh, up the top of Aaron Mills Parkway, uh, near Meadowvale. Just before you go up to like Meadowvale, there, uh, there's the a temple. temple. Yeah. Yes. Beautiful temple. Yes. Giant yeah. bell yeah. out front. Yeah. Uh, the one the that baby with steals has the same with the little, 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 the giant bell. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's got the swastika on yeah, it, yeah, but yeah, not yeah. the swastika. Not the one with the, the life one. The, the robber one. Yeah. The life yeah. one, and it's there, and for the incense to put it on your way out or whatever. Just yeah, a yeah. gorgeous, gorgeous yeah. building. So, he comes here in '76, mm -hmm. uh, just like himself. Was yeah. he with your mom? Yeah, no, he's by, he's, he's by him or by himself. Okay, so he comes here, goes mm -hmm. to George Brown, learns some English, and what gets a job? Uh, yes, gets a job at a restaurant, and then eventually starts his own business as a rest, old Chinese barbecue restaurant. Oh, right on. Yeah, is that what he's doing now? No, he did, he did it for the first, I think. 12 years of my life and then he switched over became a florist but you also said the the restaurant oh. the restaurant tour uh aspect of your family was another uh reason why martial arts was important oh yeah well of... yeah because that's the back like one of those things like protecting yourself is just it's like oh you especially some people try to like in hong kong if the triads try to shake you down for protection money and being a british colony guns are highly illegal and hard to right. come by and the best way to defend yourself is knowing how to physically defend yourself in this close, basically Hong Kong is such a close, small environment, you've you close quarters and Wing Chun is probably a good idea. Right. So he's not a thing. florist until he comes here. He's not a florist until... What was he, did he, was he, like, what was his occupation over there? I think he... Professional ass kicker? Like... Oh, uh, no, he, he, my father actually, let's see, he was, he... Meat market, street vendor, and, uh, yeah, no, and the, the restaurants things. Was he specific okay. about the the street vendor? Was it like meat, the meat street vendor? Oh, meat street, street vendor. vendor, street hawker, street vendor, okay. like that. Was that, in, meat. Right. was that on the Kowloon side? Yeah, I don't, I have no clue. I have, we don't really talk about that. Part. I'm fascinated by the Hong yeah. Kong night markets. No, the Hong Kong that's when so he sell meat. There's meat stalls, and that's why sometimes you have to people come to shake you down. Like mm -hmm. you're like. Right, right. What do you do about it? He's like, he's so like, he's like, screw this, I'm going to Canada. Yeah. Shows up here, mm -hmm. uh, goes to George Brown, learns yeah. some English, mm -hmm. opens a restaurant, now it comes you? Uh, I come about, yeah, I come about 78, yeah, a couple of years after. Okay, right yeah. on. Where's the, where your parents meet? Uh, my, my funny part, my, my mom met my grandmother in Hong Kong in an elevator, and 
my grandma set it up and talked about it. And then by the time my dad went back, they dated for two weeks and got married. What? So an arranged, <laughs> which is common. My yeah, grandparents okay. had an arranged marriage. Yeah. So Are they your parents, they still together? Yeah. Happy? Yeah. And relatively, yeah. Well, rel- relatively. Yeah. For having been in a marriage of any kind yeah. for that many decades. For 30, 39 <laughs> yeah. years, it's good enough. Right. It's good.